From MinTech, the Micro Nanotechnology Education Center, this is Talking Technicians, the podcast about technicians, who they are, what they do, and where they come from. I'm your host, Peter Kazarnov. I teach technicians and engineers at Portland Community College. In each episode, you'll meet a working technician and hear their story. That means real interviews with real technicians about real jobs. At the end of each episode, you'll hear actions you can take if you want to be a technician too. In this special episode of Talking Technicians, we've collaborated with the Antibody Engineers Hackathon, which is funded by a grant from the National Science Foundation's Advanced Technological Education Program, DUE 2055-036. The episode was recorded as part of the hackathon. You'll hear from two biotechnology practitioners. They explain their work and how they found and benefited from a community college technician education program. I hope you enjoy this special episode of Talking Technicians. Andrew, how about you go first? All right. Uh, thanks for the uh, introduction, Sandra. Um, so, yeah, I'm Andrew. Uh, I um, attended the hackathon in January. Um, I was on Dr. Brian's team, um, the breaking and antibody team. So that was really my first exposure to antibody engineering. Um, we were using ICN3D to view the antibody-antigen interaction and using uh, that program's mutation functions to visualize uh, which amino acid residues we could mutate to potentially break that uh, antigen-antibody interaction. Um, so after that, uh, I got really interested in uh, antibody engineering, um, and I attended the uh, Wistar Institute's Biomedical Technician Training uh, internship. It was a 12-week course that just finished last week. Um, and yeah, so through that, I got to intern at uh, two separate labs. The first one was a company, um, Intermolecular. They use, they do all sorts of work on antibodies. Um, they have discovery teams, characterization, uh, production, um, the team I interned on was the shotgun mutagenesis epitope mapping team. So using uh, shotgun mutagenesis and alanine scanning to identify the uh, epitope on an antigen. Um, a lot of it was SARS-CoV-2 um, because of the pandemic. Uh, and then my second internship was um, in a lab at the Wistar Institute, the Culp Laboratory. Um, and there I used another um, protein modeling viewing software, uh, PyMole. Um, and in that one, I was modeling an influenza B protein uh, that could be used for immunization um, for trying to uh, find antibodies um, for potential therapy for uh, the flu. 
Um, and so after that, I actually just received a full-time job offer at Interroll Molecular, uh, the first company I interned at, which is very exciting. Um, and there I'll be joining the MPA team, the membrane proteome array team, um, which uses a matrix of cellular membrane proteins. So about 6,000 cellular membrane proteins and they use that to scan antibodies and try to identify any off-target binding uh, for those antibodies. Um, and yeah, I'll be starting that in about two weeks. Uh, and that's pretty much all my experience with, with antibodies, my background, um, my work, and what I'm going to be working on. Um, and Dr. Porter sent us a, a list of talking points here. One of them was, now that you're graduated and working, what would I have liked to know before I graduated? Um, and I think the biggest thing for me is I would have liked to know that I don't have to know everything. Um, <laughs> in school, it's a lot of memorizing and like preparing for tests and like knowing all the tiny details about certain things um in in actual lab you you like do have to know those specifics um i feel but also uh you can use a computer <laughs> to look up anything you don't know whenever you want um there's tons of people there you can ask questions um if you don't know anything um i think it's it would have been good for me to know that the environment is like much more collaborative and and that I don't have to know every little thing by myself. Miko, why don't you tell us about your experiences? My name is Miko, as yes. uh, Andrew pointed out. And um, I'm located in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, this is my second hackathon. And I'm really excited to continue working on the project that I worked on in January, the IEDB team. Currently, I'm both a research associate at Zion Biotechnology and also a Catalyst intern at UCSF. Um, I started at Zion just over two months ago, but due to legal reasons, I can't really talk too much about um, what I do at either of these jobs. So um, I kind of made this talk more focused on um, how I got to where I am today and how I used antibodies in um, some of these other jobs. Um, feel free to do a quick web search if you're curious about what these places do. I'm not really supposed to talk about it. Um, and I know that there's a wide range of experience of participants in this hackathon, so I hope some piece of my story kind of resonates with um, you guys. So I'm going to walk you through my work history and talk about um, how all my experiences landed me where I am today. Um, I grew up in California, specifically here in the Bay Area. Um, and I only left to go to school in Southern California to pursue my interests in environmental chemistry and studio art. Um, and I know that there's a lot of early career people in this group, so I thought I'd include some fun things to do, maybe to connect with you guys, uh, make it seem like researchers are real people too. Um, so when I was in high school, I was a Boy Scout. Um, and in the beginning, it was just something that my older brothers did. So I did what a good youngest child does and just kind of followed my brothers around. Um, but I grew into it and I really liked it. I followed up all the way through 
and I actually qualified to be an Eagle Scout. I had a lot of fun and I learned a lot about the little things and those experiences really fueled my love for the outdoors. Um, I'm also a pretty active person. I've been diving since I was eight years old and I was fortunate enough to go to college where I could be a part of the swim and dive team through my four years there. Um, but I find it hard now to find diving boards around. So I channel my energy in like other directions. Um, I'm a big rock climber um, and I really enjoy like the adventure element out of it. So it gets me outside of the lab sometimes, which is nice. Um, as I mentioned, I also studied studio art in college and I first fell in love with photography in high school and still carry a camera um, with any adventure I go on. Um, and I guess this was like a really good opportunity to plug my photography. So bear with me. Um, here are a few examples of projects I did when I was developing as an artist. Um, during my experimentation, I became pretty interested in how images can portray different stories and ideas. Um, I really, really enjoyed the fact that lighting could really evoke emotion and tell different stories. Um, I tend to like portraiture as a medium because I find um, find out a lot about people when I work with them. And I firmly believe that my interests in the arts have allowed me to develop my skills to convey ideas in a more compelling manner. But okay, I'll get back into my career stuff, but here we go. So summers during college, I worked at a small clinical research lab, mostly doing assisting on the clinical side and administrative side. Um, and following school, I decided to continue out helping there. Um, for the longest time, I thought I wanted to be in healthcare. So I was trying to get some unique experiences while trying to take some post-bac classes before I applied out to some more traditional healthcare-related programs. Um, I was at Provenience um, when I saw a huge potential in biotech, but I didn't really think I had the skills to be successful to get into a research position in the field. Um, while I was taking some of those postdoc classes at CCSF, I discovered that they had a biotech program, um, and I probably took the biggest risk of my life and changed my direction again. Um, but I'm really, really happy that I did. Um, I'll admit it was a little difficult at first because there, um, but there were so many awesome people I met in the program. My very, very first lab partner is actually in this hackathon too. Um, so shout out to you, Carmen, for helping me out through some of those tough times. Um, so I stuck through it and I really felt um, I'd find, found a home in this program. Um, and I finished a number of the program offerings there. And I cannot stress the amount of opportunities I found because of this program, including my involvement with this hackathon. Um, my involvement will become pretty obvious pretty soon. Um, on the world at CCSF, um, I got connected to my very first research lab experience at UCSF studying topics in cancer immunotherapies and antibody engineering. Um, I was fortunate enough to work in Dr. Jim Wells' lab with Dr. Jamie Burns and Dr. Susanna Elledge. Um, Susanna was finishing up her PhD at the time, so I got to work with her a lot and got to see what life was like in an academic lab as a student. Um, I also got to taste what like a really great lab culture could be. Um, I'm not going to dig too much into this project, um, but um, in this project, I engineered protein products called bispecific T-cell engagers or bites. Um, and these bites would allow one to connect a T-cell 
to a cancerous cell and activate them for cancer killing. It was this project and this poster I shared at the ATE Principal Investigators Conference in the fall of last year. And at that conference, uh, it was that conference that got me involved with this hackathon. Todd actually stopped by and asked me if I wanted to participate in a hackathon. And honestly, I did not really know what that meant, but uh, here I am again for the second time. So thanks for the invite, Todd. Following that experience, I wasn't entirely sure what the next steps for my career should be, but um, it got me really excited to be a part of biomedical research. And I applied everywhere, um, jobs in industry, in academia. I even applied to grad school and um, I was also offered an extension at my current that current job. So I got into grad school in Ohio, but I opted to defer that to participate in the California Institute for Regenerative Medicine's Bridges program that was connected to the biotechnology program at CCSF. Um, and you might be wondering why I just didn't go to grad school. Um, I decided that I wanted to really make sure that research was for me and um, if I could really last in research. Um, this program through CIRM was funded, was a funded research opportunity that put me in a position to find a lab that is studying topics in stem cell and regenerative medicine that I was also interested in. Well, it was tempting to just head off to go to grad school. Um, they were not like offering to um, help me pay for school or even find a lab to work in until year two. Um, through CIRM, I was able to um, conduct real research um, uh, real funded research um, at Vitalant Research Institute with Dr. Marcus Muk. Um, there, um, I helped narrow down some of the mechanisms in the initial transplantation of hematopoietic stem cells into immunodeficient mice. Um, we were trying to improve the establishment of a human immune system within a mouse. Um, this would allow one to um, have more, representat more representative in vivo studies. Um, and we used, um, we used antibodies a lot in this project to um, identify cells, um, our cells, and if our cells were actually able to be transplanted. In, in this diagram, you can see uh, we used flow cytometry to sample tissues um, and blood to see if our human cells were actually able to survive in these mice. Um, these antibodies would bind to only human cells, and if we observed any that were CD45 positive, we deemed them as human cells. If they also express CD34, we called them like an early progenitor cell. And if they had all three of these markers, we believed that those were hematopoietic stem cells. And this is just another cool application one can use for antibodies. Um, I wish I included a QR code for this poster too, but I forgot. But you can reach out to me at some other point if you want to hear more about this. Um, I felt like I grew a lot in these internships and uh, that I was able to understand what it takes to do research, or at least I think I have a little taste for it. Um, I was faced with a tough decision to continue with my lab or find one more experience before um, the next grad school application season. Um, I ultimately decided to join an industry job because I had experience in an academic lab at UCSF, a nonprofit lab at Vitalant. And I thought that an experience in industry at a company whose work was a little closer to the clinic would be um, would provide me with 
more well-rounded understanding of the biotech field before I actually committed to grad school. Um, this experience into research so far has really been good for me. Um, I've been in school for a while and there is way more stuff, um, as Alex mentioned, that you can learn than in your textbooks. Um, in research, you can really dig deep into subjects that really interest you. Um, I know that it seems like I have a ton of experience um, and maybe you're still in high school, maybe you're still an undergrad um, or you're a postgrad just trying to figure it out like I was. Um, I will say that all of my relevant experiences has come in the last few years after um, after I completed my undergrad. And before I got involved with these programs, I was having a hard time finding opportunities that were not connected to programs like CCSF. So to all of the instructors that are at this conference, thank you for participating in things like this and bringing these ideas and connections back to your home programs. <clears throat> I owe so much to the City College of San Francisco's biotech program, and I definitely would not be where I am today without them. But tangent aside, I wanted to get to some other pieces of, of advice that you may be interested in um if you're interested in research and you're still kind of early in your career um, if you choose to get into research it's important to develop good habits in order to be successful um, there's a really big need to be self-motivated because there are a lot of things um, you need to do uh, need to learn um, and you're probably not going to get it on the first try you're going to fail so always keep in mind like why you're doing this a big reason i deferred grad school was to figure out I was cut out for research life, and I've definitely learned a lot about myself and my work ethic in this time. Another big tip would be to get to know the people in your lab, invest some time into these relationships. They, they can really help you out. Uh, you never know when you're going to need advice or like an extra hand. Also, network all the time. It's really It's a really good skill to learn, and you can find so many opportunities that way. Next, um, uh, I'm a huge proponent for the work-life balance. It's a really tough job, and if it wasn't for my hobbies and the support I have, I don't really know where I'd be. Finally, my last tip um, would be to take your time. Find events like this to be a part of. Um, find some good mentors. Um, see if there are internships you can apply to um, before really taking a deep dive into your career. You don't need a full-time job if it's your first experience in research. Um, you may find you don't really like it, or maybe that experience just puts a bad taste in your mouth. Um, internships are great because you are literally there just to learn. Um, no one is expecting you to know everything at the beginning. Um, I've made so many mistakes in my entrance into the research field, but I've realized it's all just part of the learning here. Um, and I'm really glad I took my time and eased my way into it. Um, also, I guess one last thing, really leverage your time as a student. There are a ton of resources and programs out there that are just made for students. Um, and a lot of those things can go away when you step away from a program. Um, these experiences have really like motivated me to, um, or have really motivated me and confirmed my interest in pursuing grad school and I'll be applying out in the fall. I'm currently figuring out what other experiences may prepare me for the long haul that will be grad school and ultimately my career. And I'm really interested in studying protein and antibody engineering for therapeutics. I'm really fascinated by the versatility and specificity that engineered antibodies and protein products can have. I do think um, there are so many applications 
for these systems. And I hope to find a lab that I can continue to explore this. Um, even being part of the IEDB team in the hackathon has changed the way I've approached some problems. I've, I have even made suggestions that I've justified using the IEDB to some projects that I've been a part of since I've learned about this tool. And that was kind of a cool moment for me to make that connection um, and think about how we can use some of these tools in like my own research. So I'm really excited for where my career is heading and I hope to continue learning with all of you. Talking Technicians is produced by Mintech, the Micro Nano Technology Education Center, through financial support from the National Science Foundation's Advanced Technological Education Grant Program. Opinions expressed on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of the National Science Foundation. Join the conversation. If you are a working technician or know someone who is, reach out to us at info at talkingtechnicians.org. We're always looking out for great guests to share more stories with you.